I stand before you in front of this congregation filled with the words that you have led me to share with them this morning. I know that you are standing beside me, and I pray that everything I say is pleasing to you, Heavenly Father. And the words come out to this congregation who has blessed me by being here with them this morning. Heavenly Father, get me through this. Amen. It's not as bad as it sounds, is it? No, it's really, really not. Um, the word. Precious, the word precious is used about 17 times throughout the Bible. Think about it, precious. But then again, our Bible is precious. Our Bible is a precious word of our Lord and our teachings and how we should live our lives. Many times through Scripture, Apostle Paul used the word precious when referring to all the blessings that we have in and through Christ. And we know the value of God's precious gifts and blessings he gives us in our lives. Now just think about the blessings and how precious your lives are because of what God has given you. Surely you should recognize the value of what God has given you. You should pay special heed to that which he calls precious. So since Peter speaks so much about precious gifts of God, I would like to share a few of those with you this morning. In 1 Peter verse 1, 18 to 19, it simply states, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way life handed down from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. You were probably wondering why we had so much of the blood stuff. A lot of the preciousness comes from our lives with the precious blood that God shed um, from his son for us. The events at Calvary were not an accident. Jesus' purpose was to die for each one of us in this room and the entire world. That was his purpose. God gave him the purpose when he put him on life. This is what you're going to do. To shed your blood. To cleanse all, each one of us, you and me, from our sins. Now I know, like me, and I'm sure there's some in this room too, um, we tend to still sin every day. But just ask for forgiveness. Heavenly Father, I sinned this morning when I got up because I had a thought, oh, it's raining again. Um, it's his choice. The rain's God's. There are many things in your lives that you consider precious. Your cars, our homes, money, just stuff. Just plain stuff. Think of the stuff that Jesus didn't have. Think of the stuff that God didn't have. And you wouldn't have all this stuff if it wasn't because God gave us a gift through his son. You wouldn't have it. But there is no more important thing in this life of stuff than the love we have of Jesus. You having a hot flash back there, young man? You're having a hot flash. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> is it? When he starts taking off his shirt, I'm leaving. In John 10, 17 and 18, it tells us again, just as soon as I find it here, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Now think about that. He laid down his life and he's going to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down for my own accord and I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up. This command because I received from my father. Think of that precious. If we didn't have Jesus doing this for us, where would we be? Where would we be? Catherine, it would help if you'd smile. 
Where would, where would we be if we didn't have Jesus? He died for us, for heaven's sakes. And there's so many people out there that just don't get it. We talk about this in my nursing home Bible study every day. These ladies get it. Um, they've lived their lives in the churches. Um, there are so many out there that just haven't got it yet. But if we all work together and share the precious blessings that God and Jesus laid on our hearts and in our lives, we can pull a few more in. I'm certain of this. We all know that the blood of Christ is precious. His death was voluntary, in a sense. We know that God gave us Jesus to die, but there was a period that Jesus just wasn't really sure this is what he wanted to do, but he did it anyway. He gave himself. Why did he do it? Well, in Hebrews 9, see, I cheat. I have everything marked here so I can go faster. I want you all to get out there to the party this afternoon. So in Hebrews 9, number 22, it just simply tells us, in fact, the law requires that everything be cleansed with blood. Our sins are cleansed through Jesus' blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So Jesus shed his blood. God allowed it to happen. Our sins are forgiven. We are cleansed by the precious blessing of God and Jesus' doings. All of this we get. All of this because of the precious blood of Jesus. We're blessed with knowing that our Lord and our Savior, our sins have been covered over and over and over and over again. Because of this gift, we can now all come to God. In Romans 5, 9, we can read, much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the God, wrath of God through him. Now just sit back and look at this. God's the father. So think about your dads when you were growing up or as you are growing up now. The wrath of your father. Oh, heavens. Wait till your daddy gets home. You didn't want that to happen to you. Um, so just imagine for a moment how much more you would have to go through in your life today if our heavenly father had not done what he did to take care of all that wrath. All we have to do is choose that this is the way we want it to go. What would your life be like if you had lived before Jesus? You know, it's, that's kind of tough. You would have experienced God's wrath, as we see many times in the Bible. God's wrath was, was unending. But then we are lucky because we got Jesus. So Jesus has picked up the wrath of our Father, and he carries that for us. And that, my sisters and brothers, that's a blessing. I'll tell you what. God's carrying all your junk. He's taking care of it for you through Jesus. So if you're not blessed to have Jesus shed his precious blood for you to keep, whoops, so are you not blessed to have had Jesus shed his precious blood for each one of you to keep on his father's good side? You know, there was days growing up when I was a kid, I'd do anything to stay on my daddy's good side and my mama's good side too, for that matter. I am so thankful for my Jesus and I praise him often. Another precious blessing that we have is considered Christ being our cornerstone. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of our lives. And Paul writes that all Christians are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ himself being that cornerstone, if you will. In the ancient times, every single building had to be built on a standard base, unlike what they do today. They just throw it together and charge a bunch and hope it doesn't fall in. So it is with Christ 
we build our lives upon the rock or the basic simple cornerstone. God's life is a cornerstone and it's all plumb, it's all level and it's square and it's the way God wants us to live. This means we need to use him as our standard. To do otherwise is just a plain out suffer loss. If you can't follow God's word, which is precious in our lives, he built the cornerstone for you, follow it and look what you get. Look how happy, just think of all the happy things. You're all not smiling right now and it's okay. But think of all the happy stuff in your life. It started with God being your cornerstone. That's where it started and that's where it should end up. Drag it out to your family, show them how to do a purple line, all this good stuff. My husband likes to do woodwork and build things. And our great-granddaughter, who is eight, she just loves to watch him put stuff together. So she's learned that her, her birdhouses may not be, you know, square and plumb, but she's in there trying to build in the same sense. We not be, may not be totally square and plumb in God's platform, but he is our rock, and he's the man we're going to go to. And he's the one that we need to rely upon to do our stuff. You all thought this was three pages, didn't you? I told Joe that I don't talk long. Faith. Our faith is another precious blessing that we have. Our faith gets us through everything that we do. Our faith makes us happy. My faith makes me happy. I wouldn't know so many people that I do today had it not been my faith. Diana mentioned um, that I did take the walk to Emmaus many years ago. Well, not many, um, four or five. Um, I didn't know that God loved me. I had no idea that he loved me that much. I had no idea that he wanted me to go to this walk to Emmaus for a purpose. And that purpose, he keeps growing. And I call it the gib slap. If you ever watch NCIS, you know, if the nose or somebody does something wrong, Gibbs just comes up and smacks him on the back of the head. Some, I call them God slaps. Sometimes it's just like, this is what I want you to do. So through this Emmaus walk, my faith has grown. My trust and hope in the Lord has grown. And I am out there doing my best to share that word, that faith, that trust, that blessing that has been bestowed, bestowed upon me to do all the good that I can possibly do. The precious gift of faith does not come from within. The precious faith results from hearing the precious word of God. Now Romans 10, 17 tells us, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. We are told there is one faith, we are justified by that faith. You're saved by that faith. You walk by faith. We live by faith. So to share in his pre precious faith, which was once delivered to all saints, this is a great blessing. Everybody can be blessed with the faith of our Lord. How precious is your faith? Do you got it? Do you have it? Is it there? Can it be stronger? Is there some way, and I'm sure anybody in this church, um, Joe or anybody, if, you, if you're not quite sure, talk to somebody about it. What can I do to increase my faith, to jump over the hurdles, to do more? And by working part time, this thing just messed up my decor this morning, ladies. I'm just... I work part-time at the Fountain Trust. Once in a while, I get to come to Darlington and hang out with the girls here, and, and some, of the, some of you um, kind people, I, faces I rec recognize, um, and I don't know where I was going with that. It's a hurdle I jumped over. 
And when I came in last week to visit, I'm thinking, oh no, I know some of these people. It's like, oh dear, now what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to stand up in front of people that I kind of know by face, but I kind of don't know otherwise, and they're going to live in the community, and my faith is, is so that, boy, I hope they don't go back to that Fountain Trust Bank and tell them what a bad job I did. Instead, just go back there and tell them what a wonderful job I did, okay? Call Stacy when you get home and say, hey, she did a very good job. Because um, I work in Crawfordsville, then I get to work um, with Stacy. But it's faith. Faith got me here, and faith is going to get me through it. God's works. Think of all the works that God gives us. God's a blessing. And his works are very precious in our lives. Noah. Think about Noah, which we could probably use right now, especially some of the fields I've seen lately in the last few days. We could use Noah to build us some arcs. I have seen a lot of trucks pulling boats behind them this week. You know, I don't know if they're trying to get out of their home or they're hoping they got this so they can get back into their homes. I'm not sure which way it goes. God made promises to Noah. If, there's that big word, if, Noah would do as God directed him to do. And God kept his promise because Noah did God's works. God said, do this, this, and this, and Noah did this, this, and this. And he kept praising God. His faith in God got him to build this big ark. I'm sure, as we all read in the Bible, we're not sure that that's really what Noah wanted to do, but God asked him to do it. Noah did a humongous work for the Lord, and it worked out. He also made many, many promises to Abraham. And as we read in the word, he kept all of those because God's words are precious, God's words are a blessing, and if you follow and keep what God asks you to do, then you've got it. God's going to follow through in his time, though. Okay, just keep in mind, anything that you ask of God, it's in his time, not yours. Look at how abundant and glorious are all the promises that we find in the book, the book, the book. How many promises can you find in that gospel? God promises through his word that we can be his children, that our sins can all be forgiven, and he will strengthen us, and he will keep us, and we can live forever with him. Our little great-granddaughter keeps asking, when I go to heaven, what do I get to do? Well, Kara, I'm not sure because I haven't been there yet. But when you get there, he will tell you. Her idea is going to heaven and playing with all the dead animals that are already up there waiting on her to come and you know, take care of them. And that's okay, too. Sure, we all have a vision of the gates opening up, and who's going to meet you when you walk through the gate? Who's going to meet you? You know, I have a vision. It's going to be my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my family because of God's promise that I'm going to live with him forever. And I know my family's up there living with him now, having probably a far better time than we are sitting here this morning. Are you all are thinking about that spaghetti supper, dinner over there. And to me, this is an awesome picture to have all the blessings of knowing that I am going to live in the kingdom of God forever. And I don't care if those gold streets are paid with gold. I don't care. As long as I know that I'm in God's life, I'm in God's home, like he promised, I'm okay with that. I don't care if I have to walk on gold. It might be kind of cold on my old arthritic feet. I oh, but then I wouldn't have arthritis, would I? His promises make possible our living the kind of life that 
he wants us to live. The key word is how he wants us to live, not how we would like to live. And we all, we all kind of like to do what we want to do, but sometimes you just got to back up and say, okay, what did I do wrong? You're not following my lead. That's what you did wrong. Remember his life, not yours, because you have your life because of him. You have what you have because of God. Everything we have is precious because it is a blessing from our Lord and Savior. He promises he is with you always, always. He's in this room right now. He's sitting right beside you. He must be sitting between your parents because they're not sitting close together. <laughs> he promises he's going to be with us to the end of the world. To the end of the world. His promises are precious. Surely God's promises are so precious. Now, if I was sitting in Mace Church, Tim, I don't know how many you know Tammy Mushy, but now she'd be speaking, can I get an amen from the congregation? And if you didn't say anything, she said, I said, can I get? Amen to God's precious word. His blood was precious. God, let's start with God being precious because he started it all for us. Then Jesus shed his precious blood so we can have what we have. We have the faith, we have the word, and we have the promises of God and Jesus to rest upon. That, my friends, is a glorious life. Precious things are valuable to all of us, especially the things we could gain through Christ. The precious blessings of God should be treasured, always treasured, in our hearts and our minds. But then again, they should also be shared with others. I'm excited to tell people that I'm a child of God and why. You know, and don't fake it. If you don't know the answer, call somebody and help, they'll help you out. Many things in Scripture, in God's book, are described as precious. We just touched on a few today, the ones I thought were, you may find others. You said, why didn't she talk about this? Or, gosh, please don't let her come back. Our salvation, but the most important thing that we should keep as precious and a blessing is in our life is our salvation in Christ. That should be the most precious gift that we have. That should be what we hold dear in our hearts, in our lives. Walk the path of God. Follow that cornerstone. Trust him. Believe in him. Share the word. Let God know, I am here. I am your instrument. Do with me as you want. You getting hungry yet? Are you getting hungry? I mean for food, not just. And thank you for that. I would, right now I'd like to thank all of you because I don't know what we're doing now. But I want to thank for you, thank, very thankful for you to come this morning because some of you knew that I was coming and you showed up anyway. And then I worry about the ones that knew I was coming and aren't here. Um, although I don't know some of them are over there cooking. Um, it was a blessing. Um, when Joe called me on that one morning and he's rambling away and it's like, oh, wait, did I wake you up? No, it's 8.30 in the morning. I've already done my morning deed. Um, and he said, this is what I need. I know it's short notice, because um, I got called this last week, I believe. Um, if you can't, it's okay. Well, when I get calls like this, I don't say no thank you. It's a blessing that God has laid upon me to come and share his word with other people. Um, so I said, sure. Okay, there we go. Here's your contact person. And we've just been emailing back and forth, haven't we? Joe has no idea what we're doing today. 
I also like to end, I'd ask you if you had any questions, but we don't do that, so we just won't. I would just leave you with the idea that please, please remember what's precious in your life. What's blessed? What are you blessed by? And everyone should probably, hopefully, say, my blessings come from above. Everything I own is precious. Where did we get it? Keep the faith, my friends. Would you please see? I'm done. Would you please pray with me? And this is just something that I do every time. Heavenly Father, I stand before you now empty but blessed of the words that you had me share with this congregation this morning. I ask that you now fill me up with something new. I pray for your continued comfort and the peace be in the hearts of the members of this church and to hedge of protection as they go about their day, giving all the glory, all the blessings in your precious name. All God's children say, Amen. Amen.